Howdy, folks and and women. <laughs> nice. Start off with a little misogyny. Ah, all right. Redo. Howdy, folks. Uh, welcome to Nickel Park. This is a couch-guided safari through the wilderness of life, and I'm your tour guide, Luke. Howdy, partners. I'm Joshua. Also your tour guide. What's up, y'all? I'm Ben. I was recently in Tennessee, so oh, that mm. rubs off on you. It does. I don't even know that maybe this is a Tennessee accent. Um, run, it ba- run it back for me one more time. Tennessee. Just gotta Ten- say that. Tennessee. Tennessee? Tennessee. The only Tennessee. What's been happening in the world? Do you know? Well, well, our our president, Mr. Joe Barack Biden, yep. went JBB. into, um, well, he, they did the face-off with um, Mr. Putin. Mm-hmm. Um, Putin and they did the face off in front of the fight house and then they went into the fight house and then I had to go um, look at a bunch of lights for my work so I didn't see who came out victorious did you guys hear who came out alive yeah do you want me to like give you a play by play or we can can tag team it now that I think about it I kind of want to watch it watch it live i don't want it to be no spoilers i'm gonna go back and probably watch it but i've just i've been so torn up about it all day ever since i saw our president go into that um sort of like fight the, the fight swiss, swiss fight house that they have there yeah also did you guys know that the um the president of switzerland his first name is guy it's freaking awesome so they call him mr president guy like, what's <laughs> up good. mr president guy He's got a last name, but no one knows it. I would just call him President Guy all the time. At that point, yeah. Guy's a, a weird name for whoever did it first, you know? Right. It's short for Giuseppe. There's no way. Giuseppe. Maybe you pronounce it Gee. Gee. Gooey. Oh, that's, that's a cheese. President Gooey. <laughs> Maybe it's Jewy? No. I, I doubt it's so. that. Good, yeah. Also a cheese. We can, but we can talk about other news if you want to. Or I have a hypothetical question for you guys. If you'd rather mm, start off with that's a little what brain I want. teaser. Yeah. Okay. Um. So a while ago, we did sort of like personal characteristics of ourselves. We described ourselves in one word. And that oh, yeah. was a real hit, I heard. Mm-hmm. Um. But this week, like, I want to know, I've thought about this before. If you guys were... Like, um, like gangster, classic golden era gangster thugs. What would your mm-hmm. nicknames be? Oh, oh gosh, you know, like, like, this like just cool. a single word, and the boss man calls you up, and he's like, "What? What's? What's he gonna say? Blank, go mm-hmm. knock this dude over or something. A go punch word? his car. Yeah. I feel like it, it could be like a phrase. Be, yeah, 
Because there phrase. was, uh, you know, the other famous like babyface kid. Yeah, who's like the baby? I think one. it was just babyface. I think he Al Capone. Was... He doesn't have. He doesn't no. have a cool name. So never mind that. I mean, it was Alfred Capone. True. Alan Capone. Alfredo Capone. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would make sense. Quite possibly, since he was Italian. Right. This is my son. I'm very proud. His name is Alfredo. <laughs> because of how white he is. <laughs> and creamy. I'm assuming you've already thought of yours, Ben. I've thought of so many of them, is the problem. Like, I've thought about <laughs> what I would want it to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd want it to be some cool, like, wrench. But, like, maybe... <laughs> like. Like, maybe my thing is, like, I'm super helpful. So, they only call me for plumbing issues because I always have a wrench with me. Mm. And so, the mob boss is like, yo, Red, go kill this guy. Hey, somebody call Wrench. My toilet's totally busted after all that Alfredo last night. Yeah. (laughs) And I show up, huge wrench in my back pocket, and I fix the toilet. Okay. So, we're- So, I'm like a nice guy. We're henchmen. We're uh, We're not the mob boss. No. I mean, if if your dream is to be the mob boss, you could be the mob boss. I like I like the idea of being a hench a henchman. Okay, henchmen tend to have cooler nicknames. I feel like yeah. Right. Anyway, what was the dude? Do you guys remember the books Encyclopedia Brown? I know, yeah, I know I've and heard ha- that name, but I and don't... how the how the bad guy was called Bugs Meanie, and he was just like <laughs> another twelve year old, but they called him Bugs Meanie. Bugs Meanie. That's a cool name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's Bugs up to this time? So the the talking about pasta kind of got me thinking. I I think it would be Big Riggy, short for Rigatoni, because I'm Rigatoni, because I'm because I'm thin and white, so they call me Big Riggy. Mm, that's like good. That. Or something foot related is probably inevitable. Yeah, but you get to choose. This isn't other people right. doing it for you. If if other people did it for you, you'd be. Certainly something foot. Right. Yeah. That's that's true. I got too deep in the You'd be footsie, and that would not be good. Mm, no. Yeah. Call it footsie. <laughs> My toenails need clipping. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, why does your name have to be associated with what you do? Your name is your occupation. Just... <laughs> right. They're not super creative. Like, you're going to cut your nails one time in public, and they're going to be like, ah, it's footsie now. <laughs> he cuts people's toenails. I fix one toilet, and I'm wrench. <laughs> the boss is like, "Hey, Shorty, get Tommy Gun in here. I need. I got a job exactly. for him. <laughs> get Killer in here. <laughs> get a uh, guy who cuts off horses' head and puts them in people's beds. Guy in here. Get the bad stable boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you got to do. I'm fresh out of horses, boss. And my bandsaw is getting dull." <laughs> Uh, we'll call Toolsy, get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> we're basically writing a screenplay. I don't know why we're not, why we're giving this away for free. All right, Luke. Uh, what you got? This is tough, because I feel like whatever I choose is going to have a real lasting impression on my crime life. Yeah. Mm. And that's a big responsibility. Do you know what I immediately thought of for you? I want to know. the same thing you said. For to describe yourself, and that was oh my gosh! Now remember that it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, hold on. Um, pipe cleaner. <laughs> yeah, and it also <laughs> makes a great sidekick name. <laughs> Old pipe cleaner. 
Pipe cleaner Byron has a ring to it. And maybe and maybe also you get called in when the toilet's busted too. Yeah, that, I was gonna say that sounds like I'm gonna be doing a lot of plumbing as well. <laughs> Who knew the mob had so many plumbing issues? Did you have any other ones, Ben? Um, I mean red would be just like the easiest one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause like you're slightly red. That's not like fun or creative. Maybe like snaps. Because it'd be like he's always uh, uh, snapping, snapping. People, dudes, next. Yeah, snapping ah, next. Yeah, he's always snap. Like maybe like the angry, but you know how people like snap. Like in the book, it'll be like then he snapped, mm. and like like you like you just lose it. Maybe that's why. And I'm like a total animal because you know me, I'm crazy like that. That's true. <laughs> that's good. I like that. All right. Well, you all can just you can ponder. Just ponder on it. Ask your friends. Yeah, you, know, you can learn a lot by asking people what their gangster name would be. Got any? Got any uh, other fun, fun things for us? I do. I've got some crazy news. If you guys want to try to guess which one I wrote of the three, yes, yeah, I like this game too. Ooh, let's do the. So I've got these three, and I'm gonna read them. All right. That's how the game works. I like it. Uh, all right. First up, irony strikes as giant Noah's Ark replica floods after water leak. Okay. Good. Cougar breaks into Washington man's home, passes out in kitchen. <laughs> nice. And lastly, man in underwear scares grizzly bear away after pregnant goat goes missing. Okay. All right. There's a lot of things to unpack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second one. Uh, is it a, a cougar as in a cat or an older woman? At this point, who knows? I pulled these like two weeks ago. Okay. And did the guy pass out or the cougar pass out? Because there's a weird spacing where it didn't really clarify. Right. Like, did he just see the cougar and passed out? Right. He saw an older woman and fainted. I like how irony is personified as being able to like attack Strikes right. <laughs> Irony strikes. <laughs> Irony strikes. No, no. Irony's here. <laughs> That's his gangster name. Uh, oh gosh. Okay, so Noah's Ark floods. Right. Cougar. And the bear. What was it? A pregnant goat and a bear? No, a man in underwear scares grizzly bear away after pregnant goat goes missing. Right. Okay. Uh, I got my guess. I've got mine. All right. What are what, what am they? Mine is the cougar. Mine's the ark. Mm, okay. Luke gets it. The ark was the fake one. Ah, knew irony mm. couldn't strike. <laughs> it sounded too old timey. <laughs> sounded like out of the 1950s. <laughs> this just in: irony strikes. <laughs> you need to read it in like the up the up man's voice. You know what I'm talking about? The reporter in the beginning of Up. Talks about mm-hmm. the airship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Muntz. Right. That was that was pretty spot on. Yeah, I did read kind of into the article about the man in the underwear scaring the grizzly bear away after the pregnant goat went missing. <laughs> it's much less exciting. It sounds like it all happened like so fast, but apparently goats had been going missing, and there was a grizzly bear, like that came into this guy's yard where his goats were, and he mm-hmm. ran at it, and he was just in his undies. 
That's pretty good. That's powerful. I saw a video the other day of a guy. Um, there was a bear in his driveway eating his trash. Mm-hmm. And he came out and just slung a dodgeball at the bear's head. <laughs> Nails it <laughs> right in the noggin. The bear just looks up kind of like just offended and then mm-hmm. walks mm-hmm. away. It was amazing. That's insane. That's got to be a common theme because I saw a video a couple days ago of a bear on a retaining wall that was like swatting at this lady's dogs. Yeah, she came running this. out and just pushed the bear off the yeah. retaining wall. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's good stuff. What is it with people and bears these days? I don't know. The courage. They clearly haven't seen uh, The Revenant. Mm-mm. Been watching too much Brother Bear or yeah. <laughs> uh, other... Nice bear movies. Mm-hmm. Paddington. Paddington. The good, the good bear. The good bear. We bears. got more. Hold on. The bear, Bearstein bears. The Bearstein bears. That's good. Wait, what was the what was the what was the movie we grew up watching? Oh, con- country, country, country bears. bears. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Wow, that was a good one. I bet there's not too many podcasts out there referencing country bears. It's an iconic flick. I need to go back and watch that. That is Haley Joel Osment plays a bear. Is that who's who it is? I think it is. I'm fairly I know, certain. Um, what's the ah oh, man? Who's the bad guy? I can picture his face and his voice and everything about him. I gotta find out what his freaking name is. Yeah, I'm on IMDb right now. Country oh, man. bears. Let's see. Christopher yeah, Walken. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it is Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, what there's the... a little country bear detour. Yeah. <laughs> Should we go make some money? Probably. Let's right. do it. Welcome, everybody, to the ad booth. Today, as with all days, we like to go big and then go home. This week, our go big sponsor is the best fast food chain. It's Cookout. Yes, it is. Everybody's favorite college fast food chain. Uh, I was introduced to this. I might have still been in high school. In fact, I'm 90% sure I was still in high school, and I went to visit you, Josh. Yep. And we got shakes and watched a baseball game. And one of those things was fantastic, and it was the shake from Cookout. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the baseball was mediocre. Yeah. My first time was in Tennessee as well with Josh. Nice. Nice. But a different time. A different time. Yes. Good so, cookout. cookout is incredible. Um Dang, how did how did we land uh, cookout? That's that's huge for us. Mm-hmm. I may have been doing some work on the side to try to get them. Actually, I've been doing some some sales sales pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent them ten thousand emails a day. Wow! Until they um, gave up, they surrendered. They just sent me an email with a white flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they don't You're even broken. have a script. We're just doing this off the cuff. Nice. Oh, wow. From what we know about Cookout. So I figured we would just say like what we like best, like what we order, what we like best about Cookout. Um, okay. 
I so mean, obviously I'm, you got to get the the tray, right? The cookout. I don't tray. know why they have other things, right? Mm-hmm. They shouldn't. Like there shouldn't really be an a la carte menu. I guess. I mean, you gotta you can get extras because all of it's so good, right? No, it should be a tray menu and a milkshake menu side by side, and that's right. It. And but then also the quesadillas because sometimes I just get like extra quesadillas just because they're so good. Yeah, but the tray menu has quesadillas on it, so you can just point. Like, more more of those, please. Yeah, but I like to get... So, here's what I get. Okay. Big okay. big double burger. Mm-hmm. And I get it with the cheese and the shrooms and the onions and the pickles and the lettuce and the tomato and everything on it. Stacked. This thing really is... Put the whole thing, farm they on there, huh? can barely <laughs> close the box on this thing. Um, they can barely contain it in the aluminum foil. Uh, I also get... Usually, I get two... Ranch chicken wraps. Cause something mm. about those chicken wraps is they're just incredible. It's mm-hmm. they're unbelievably good. All it is is like lettuce and some loose cheese and some ranch and a chicken finger in a tortilla. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so good. Basically uh, basically if you asked a three year old to construct a wrap, right. Right. He would just put the things in a wrap and do nothing right. else. And that's what like they is. had a lot of stuff sitting out at the time and some guy had like a like just a absolute inspiration from God and just like put all the things together mm-hmm. and it was delicious. And I usually get a... two of those. Sometimes I mix it up and I get a chicken quesadilla. If I don't, mm-hmm. I sometimes get a chicken quesadilla on the side. So I get two chicken wraps and a chicken quesadilla. And then if I don't get a regular drink, if it's like dinner time, you know, I'm going to get a shake mm-hmm. and that shake is 90% of the time going to be mint Oreo because that's you, my favorite flavor. Do you know the lingo that they say after you order it and they shout it back to the kitchen? Because it's don't. not exactly what you say. They have their own. Yeah, they have thing. their own lingo. It's tray something. Yeah. That's a good order. So for me, wait, do you know what they say, Luke? Yeah, for mine. Because it's the same every time. Okay, right. It back, so I haven't been in a long time, but back in my heyday, when I was eating it regularly in college, I would get quesadillas all the way down. <laughs> Just, it's, called a, it's called a queso box. Four quesadillas. Four quesadillas. Yep, four quesadillas and a mint Oreo milkshake. And I would eat it all and go to bed. <laughs> That's super good. <laughs> Uh, and feel fine the next day. And if I tried that today, I'd probably vomit. But boy, would it be tasty! I bet it'd still hit the spot. Oh yeah. So so I get up there and I was like, I, I would like a queso tray with two quesadillas as the side, and she would say, queso box, and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> extra extra sauce if they don't charge, because that queso sauce is so it good. Is good. So mine is always a chicken strip tray with fries and a chicken quesadilla. Mm. Um, pretty pretty simple, but mm-hmm. it's banging. And all of those go just beautifully with Cookout's signature sauce <sighs> for the dipping. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, after I order that, they say strip tray, tray queso. Ooh. And I don't know... I get strip tray. Makes sense. Right. Queso. Got it. Quesadilla. Tray. How does that mean fries? 
Hmm. Trey Queso. How do they know? Have Strip did, Trey. Trey Queso. Did you ever just say. walk up and scream Strip Trey, Trey Queso <laughs> back to the people and then just hand them money? Like, just take their job for them? I've literally thought about it, but never had the courage to. You should. That's fair. I don't know why. What milkshake do you get? Um, You know, I used to always get the... Uh, I think, was it called double chocolate? Yeah. I think there was something called double chocolate and coffee. I would get those mixed. Um, so it was like a, a a mocha shake. But recently, uh, as in like two weeks ago, I did have cookout and tried the, um, why am I blanking? Strawberry cheesecake flavor. And that is very good. If you're into strawberry cheesecake. Good to know. Is there anything more else to be said other than that cookout is great and why no. not eat it? I think if anyone listened to this, I'm, I'm guessing 85% of them are going to be hungry. I'm hungry. For cookout. I just ate and I could eat cookout. Yeah. I've been inspired to drive. 70 miles i believe <laughs> yeah. that's the nearest one <laughs> uh all right all right thanks cookout no deal no deals no nothing we just we just love them we just love it's them already and want you deal. to eat there right it is already a deal right they couldn't take any money off or they'd be paying you to eat their food <laughs> <laughs> exactly. all right so our go home is a organization down here in the Durham area. It's a distillery, which is, which is you know, a, a genre of ads that we are known to do. Um, this company is called Creek Water Whiskey. Um, they make whiskey, obviously, mm. but they do a little bit more than that. So they, uh, their campus or their distillery is like a beautiful little, you know, garden esque kind of area, like a lot of distilleries. Um, and they are offering a limited time retreat. Uh, starting in August, they are offering a retreat for married couples. It's a marriage retreat. Um, nice. Yeah, really cool stuff. And it's actually, so it's it's got a bit of a purpose to it. So it's actually intentionally uh, made for couples, like married couples that are maybe having a rough go at it, kind of struggling, um, maybe aren't, you know, on the same page as far as their relationship. And so this is a marriage retreat for them to kind of get back on the same page um, at this distillery. And the retreat is called On the Rocks. Um, on the Rocks mm, retreat. Nice. Yep. Uh Because those are both of the things that it is. Very mm-hmm. good. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to talk about the retreat and some things that couples could expect if they sign up for it. Um, I think I sent you guys the list of like activities that they have. Um, if you want to just hit, hit on one that you, you think would be interesting, um, I'll get things started. I think, uh, one of the interesting, definitely interesting take on, uh, relationship strategies is, uh, they have a night dedicated to, uh, the drunken screaming match. Um, so the, the goal of the night is to just get plastered. And just have an all-out yelling match with your uh, with your spouse. Uh, they claim it, it gets all of the, you know, pent-up kind of frustrations out of your system. And if you do things mm-hmm. right, you don't even remember it. Um, so that's that. That's cool. 
I can, yeah, I can see that being effective. Kind of like a, a shock therapy almost. Um, yeah, that's that's smart. I don't think many marriage counselors do that. No, I, I can't say I've ever no. heard of that as a recommended practice. Yeah, and to kind of build on that, so uh, after that event, um, the next day, there's a really cool event. Um, and it's just, they just call it, I think they just call it like recovery morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you just spend some, like some good quality time. Really, like if you've never, you know, sort of been through that with your spouse, that's it's a, it's a good learning process. You both get to be real vulnerable with each other. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, just spend a lot of quality time together mm. in a small room with a toilet. And it's great. And it's good <laughs> bonding time for you both. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, you know, be weak around each other a little bit, you know, kind of kind of hold each other up literally and figuratively. Is it true that they provide sunglasses for the morning recovery so that you don't have to feel so vulnerable that you don't have to expose your eyes Right. Yeah, that's but I think part of the exercise is actually trying to get um sunglasses on each you. They have them for like the other mm. person. So you try to get the sunglasses on on your partner. Okay. Your your spouse. Um and they provide of course like Gatorade and all kinds of things. Um there's little activities you can do. Um hair holding, that kind of thing. Nice. Good. Yeah. Good. It's a it's yeah, I mean it sounds great. It sounds like very good bonding time. That's good. Um, so the thing that I found most interesting is uh, their honesty hour, um, which is where it it starts out stone cold sober, uh, no drinks, mm-hmm. and then you say something honest about your spouse. And at the beginning, as you said, these couples are kind of on the rocks. It doesn't doesn't start out too great. You know, the honesty is almost hurtful. But then after each honest thing you say, you take a shot. And then as it progresses, um, the the honesty becomes, well, you, you get down to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. You either, it gets more intense uh, and you find out what's really causing mm-hmm. it, or they forget about it completely and they just keep saying, I love you over and over. By shot eight plus, it's just, I love you every right. time. And that causes a lot of healing. And I think they've seen a lot of good results from that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. All right. Well, sweet. Um, So, yeah, that's On the Rocks Retreat uh, that is put on by Creekwater Whiskey. You can find it and sign up at creekwaterwhiskey.com forward slash On the Rocks Retreat. Um, And they have a promo code. So, folks that use the promo code Nickel Park will get a Nickel Park branded uh, recovery kit. Included with Nickel Park branded sunglasses, hair tie, mm-hmm. and uh, Pedialyte. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Creek Water. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Unconventional Solutions portion of the podcast. This is where we take your conventional problems and solve them unconventionally. This week, uh, we're getting back to um, a couple weeks ago, we kind of discussed trying to tackle some more like actual real life survival, life or death kind of situations. 
And so that's what this week is. Uh, this week, we are tackling the problem of what do you do if you are on an airplane and that airplane starts to go down? Maybe you look out the window and the engine is like blowing out smoke and it's on fire. Or uh, maybe, I don't know, For maybe you don't know what the cause is. All you know is your plane is going down. And you got to figure out how you're going to survive that. What are you going to do? Right. Okay. And no conventional solutions like die. Right. That's pretty conventional. So the first one that comes to my head, which almost feels conventional because of how simple it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I apologize if this is too standard. but. Uh, everyone knows uh, how gravity and physics mm-hmm. work. So your plane's going down. You got you, you're going to need to be paying very close attention to the window mm-hmm. at this point uh, to see when you're right about to hit the ground and you simply jump. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So you're in the air when the plane hits, and then you just softly land back on the plane's floor. No problem has occurred. All you've done is is fall about two feet. Right, your normal jumping height. Right, right. It, yeah, which two feet is mine. <laughs> um, that's it's just a subtle brag on my vertical right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that should be pretty pretty common knowledge. I think they tr- teach that. I don't think they teach it to the passengers. I think that's what they actually teach to the pilot and the flight attendants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not included in the little animated like uh, cartoon like diagram. Booklet. Yeah, yeah, that's really weird. Well, it should be, and it should be. It should be clarified if you're traveling with like a young loved one, you're gonna want to toss them first, right? Toss them into the air and then jump and then and then land, then catch them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is correct. So I've actually thought about this before. Um, and I actually travel with a few thousand helium balloons. That's good. Just okay. in case. Yeah. Um, it's inconvenient for sure. I, so, I mean, to clarify, they're not inflated. Um, but as soon as you see the plane start to kind of go down, you're going to want to get into your duffel and start inflating those bad boys. Um, I usually just bring a tank of helium, which is hard to get on planes these days. They're kind of against it. Yeah. Um, but if you claim it's for uh, your allergies, mm-hmm. they usually um, yeah let it go through. If you tell them it's an oxygen tank, and yeah, I tried the oxygen tank thing, but they were like, "Prove it," and I put the mask on, and they're like, "No, no, no," because my voice was like three octaves mm-hmm. higher. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then I died because of the right. helium. <laughs> <laughs> you overdosed. <laughs> Well, it's also um, a giveaway because the helium tank floats, so you, like, right, you've right, got it yeah. on a leash, right? Yeah. <laughs> duffel bag floating in the air. I'm riding the duffel bag in through security. Um, but yeah, I just like to carry a lot of have a lot of balloons, kind of just around in case, and you inflate those. Um, mm-hmm. It's a similar thing. As long as you're floating inside the plane, you're really fine when you land. Yeah. So, if the plane's going full vertical, you're kind of up at the tail with all your balloons just floating. Yeah. And the front of the plane will crash. The back, your back, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, so, if you've ever seen a movie, you know that when the plane is going down, the pilot 
is giving all he's got to pull back on the the airplane steering wheel. Right. And so if the plane is going down, that just means the the captain can't get enough, you know, pull. leverage, yeah, to pull that thing up. And so honestly, I don't I I think the simple solution is get up to the cockpit and give the pilot a hand, help him pull pull it up. Um Yeah. Locate some some uh burly mm. strapping people. Uh the the strongest you can find and just all get up there grab the old yoke that's yep. a real term hey. and yank on that boy nice yeah yank the captain's yoke right up and and that should level things off yeah not a lot of people consider just continue flying you know yeah mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. instead of going down just pull up and mm-hmm. and continue going in the straightward direction so i mean really like, you know, when you're in orbit, you are falling. Mm-hmm. You're falling around yes. the Earth, basically. Correct. Right? You're falling where gravity's just weak enough that you never quite, and you have enough forward momentum to, like, continuously fall. So, what if you just kind of did that, but lower to the Earth? Mm. So, you really punched uh-huh. it. You told the captain to, like, give it all she's got. Right. And then you just got you're just falling for a long 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 time and maybe you're slowly getting closer after a couple laps around the earth but like by the time you land i mean you're basically flat yeah and you just aim for like a desert or something i bet Mm -hmm. like a salt flats somewhere yeah so just try to orbit the earth lower down lower Mm -hmm. i don't see why that would not make sense to me um uh i've got one Mm-hmm. And it is a rocket skateboard. So okay. here's what you're going to want to do. When planes go down, they don't really go nose down and just dive straight. You know, they they go down plane style flat mm-hmm. and eventually crash. But here's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to get out of the plane at some point and get on the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Right as you're getting to the ground, apply or turn on your rocket skateboard and go the opposite direction that the plane is going. Mm -hmm. And if you match the plane's speed, when it hits, you will simply land beautifully and coast off on your rocket Mm. skateboard. Yup. And I, I think that would, I don't, I have no idea how that wouldn't work. I, mm-hmm. I can't think of any anything. Plus, it would be the sickest ollie in the history of skateboarding. Right. I do believe Tony Hawk would award you with sickest ollie. Right. Mm-hmm. Over the burning wreckage. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you, plus, you'd look kind of like the kid from Treasure Planet who yeah. had the flying the flying surfboard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, that was cool. I had I Marty McFly in my mind, but that's, that too. that's yeah. similar. So, you could always have a backup plane. Mm-hmm. Like, every time you fly, you just have your own plane fly behind that plane. Right. Okay. Um, you don't want to fly... Like, if you have a private plane, obviously, you could fly in that. But then, what if that plane went down? Mm-hmm. Like, you're always going to need a backup plane. So, right. just invest... Either invest in two planes, if you have money for two planes, or invest in one private plane, and then just fly coach. So, that you have a backup 
Right. And, and Reginald, your butler, is flying your private plane behind. Right. And he's flying around. And it, mm-hmm. it, and the backup plane is quick. So and maybe on board you've got a bouncy castle. Mm-hmm. And nice. so Reginald gets he's like, Okay, I've figured out the trajectory of your crash. Let me get down there and set up this bouncy castle. And then you're flying over and he's just like, Prepare to jump, sir, and then you do and land on the bouncy castle. Right. And then and then you get on your your backup plane and go mm-hmm. wherever you want to go. Keep on and going. Alfred serves you a cold margarita. And you say something like, whew, that was close, and then behind you just a huge explosion. And the cries of so many so many dying right. passengers. Yeah, we're really glossing over the rest of the people on the plane. Do, do we have any solutions that save? I mean, we came up with some that saved I've the whole one. plane. Yeah, I've got, I also have one. Okay. But uh, I went more recently, so you go. Okay. Well, I was going to say, well, so I have, I have two. I wanted to add on to Luke's real quick. You could just turn every seat, instead of a floaty, just turn it into a rocket skateboard. So if the plane's crashing, everyone does mm. a sick ollie off the plane, like in single in single file. That'd um, be pretty sick. It would be pretty sick. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, so you know how every plane has snakes on the plane. Yeah. Right. Like a lot Samuel of snakes. Samuel Jackson taught us that. Right. A lot of snakes. Just make a rope out of snakes and and uh, tie it to the, the airplane that's going down, throw the other end to the ground, and slide down the snakes to the to the ground. And then everyone could do that. Okay. Uh, okay. A snake a snake rope. That's not bad. Um this one could work. Uh your two two prerequisites. Um you have to fit every plane with a bunch of little um hooks or uh grabbing points on mm-hmm. top of it. Uh and then you're going to need to learn how to speak to birds. And okay. then you send out the bird call, signal mm-hmm. all the birds in the area, right. uh, and tell them to come help you, and they grab the hooks that mm-hmm. you've already placed, and they just carry you gently down. They're not going to be able to make the whole flight, okay? Let's right, not right, be right. unrealistic. But they're going to give you a soft, cushiony landing using mm-hmm. their bird powers, which is right. flight. I feel like like a hundred Canada gooses is going to totally be able mm-hmm. to just like let you down gently absolutely i think so that's a lot of lift let me hit you with this why don't we make a deal with the canada gooses and say because canada gooses are always flying somewhere right mm-hmm. we Busy. give we give canada gooses a perch on every airplane and they can ride the airplane <gasps> yes to for get free. right for free but in the event that the airplane goes down they've got to kind of carry their weight Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to, to they're in little southwest vests <laughs> <laughs> or like delta vests or something uh-huh, yeah. they got little goggles on mm-hmm. you little... hit the button and the light goes green mm-hmm. they all just like vroom, 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 out <laughs> start flying the plane down that's good that. it'd be like mission impossible goose edition yeah maybe they got little magnetic booties they're like walking up the plane. <laughs> but their wings are just like flying behind them. They can't keep them tucked. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that for sure. Well, now I'm just thinking of a, a goose that's like, you know how R2-D2 is a mechanic for the spaceship? And he like, I'm just yeah. imagining a goose 
but a mechanic for the airplane. And he's like on the airplane welding with his magnetic <laughs> with his magnetic booties and his goggles. But he still has the Southwest right. vest on. And then another goose good. is inside serving snacks. Mm-hmm. What if the plane had a lube deployment system where it just lubed the whole bottom of the plane up real good mm. so that when you hit the ground, you didn't crash, but just slid across whatever surface you're, mm, you're yeah. landing upon? That would be good. That's really good. Actually, okay, what if, what if, so maybe the plane doesn't have that. What if we build all over the world? Like like truck, runaway truck ramps, but for planes. Runaway plane mm. ramps. Oh, yeah. Okay. And just big ramps, and there's one every couple hundred miles, so you don't mm-hmm. have to make it super far. You just got to aim for the nearest runaway plane ramp, right. and it's just like a gentle slope. And as soon as they know, you alert them. You're like, hey, we're coming down. Mm-hmm. So get Make with the lube, and it just starts pouring down these slopes. Yeah. And then you Very slide good. on in. Like a ski slope, but for planes. What if you put a big enough airbag on the front of a plane? That'd work. Not a bad idea. Just, like a lifeboat. Yeah. Yeah, one of those real quick uh, exploding. Not exploding. You know, uh, inflating. Uh, That's inflator. the word. <laughs> and then, yeah, airbag. Um, Got them in cars. That sounds like it would work. I've had a thought. Mm-hmm. Good. You know how, you know how the air way high up in the sky is like less dense and therefore mm-hmm. lighter, mm-hmm. like it floats more. Why don't they just open up all the windows when you start going down, suck in some of that lighter air, then close them, and then and then the plane will start to float all on its own, give you a little extra buoyancy. That's smart. That's really good. Also, if you give everybody a bunch of balloons inside a plane. Then wouldn't it take the weight off the plane, and then you could fly for longer? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Wouldn't you use less fuel if you could somehow float everyone inside the plane without hooking them to the plane? It'd have to be some sort of balloon thing. You could get everyone, like, a onesie that is inflated with helium. Yeah. And, and if you depressurize the cabin... You could, you could, they just give them like oxygen masks and then mm-hmm. they're definitely going to float because helium is even more buoyant at higher altitudes. Now it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true, that's a true statement. I don't think no. it is. Yeah. Mm. Helium doesn't change as it goes up. Sure. The air around it just gets they've, lighter. They've got those big, they've got those big, the big things that they send the guy up. Well, yeah, but that's it's it's it gets more buoyant because the air around is light, right? I don't know. It just inflates more. It looks bigger in the pictures when the guys are doing the jump, you know, the skydiving thing. I don't know. Mm. I don't want to get I'm scientific on garbage. here, but <laughs> we've uh, we've we've established that none of us are good at science before, right? Correct. After the whole island debacle. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty good. I feel like that was yeah, a lot we, of solutions. That was one of the most we've ever had. Mm-hmm. We need uh, to send this episode out to all the major airlines mm-hmm. so that they know how to protect their passengers better. 
Yep. All right, well, folks, uh, we hope you enjoyed this here little episode that we've made for you. Uh, we certainly had fun making it. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up at nickelparktours at gmail.com or on Instagram at nickel underscore park underscore podcast. Please send us any artwork or thoughts or questions or just want to say, hey, please do so. Please tell anyone ever that you've ever met about our podcast. We would really appreciate it. Thanks to Sons of Circus for the use of our theme song. Thanks to Jake Byron for the use of our ad song. And thanks to AMF for having us on the network. Until next time, I'm Luke. I'm Joshua. And I'm Ben. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Show me some loving and show me emotion. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Yeah.